This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 338, Shiny New Toys. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to my Mac podcast number 338 with Guy Part Sal. Two. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> with Guy Sal, uh, and of me, Gazmaz, the hey. team man. <laughs> oh, How are you, Guy? I'm, do- you? I'm doing pretty we, we good. Had a, we've had a bit of a stuttery start, haven't we, this evening? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's, you know, compared pro- to some of the problems that we've had in the past, which... Hopefully you're all gone now. Well, hopefully. Keep, yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep your fingers crossed. And, and more of that later. But yes. Actually, I'm a little bit jolly because I've just come back in from uh, an evening out with my dear lady and we went to Uh-oh, see... oh did you tell your wife? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, bing we, we actually went to see a comedian called Sarah Millican. Um, highly recommended. Uh, and if you're in the UK, and, and, and as long as you don't get offended... <laughs> she's brilliant absolutely well, is, is she a uh is she an english comedian yeah she comes she, from so the, she's from she the uk com- she comes from south shields like well of course she does <laughs> south shields like up north i am gonna get so much response on that. <laughs> well it could it could be worse it could be yeah. worse gaz at least you had a good time that's what counts we did it was superb superb so we're a little bit later tonight and uh, so if, if you start hearing me snoring it's it's not guys fault well, usually it is, <laughs> but not this time. And um, as compared to what we normally do, we're really, really going to try this week to keep the show under an hour. Sorry about the oh, long shows the last couple of weeks. Well, that's messed it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which probably means this will be a two and a half hour show. Oh, dear, I do hope not. <laughs> but yeah, l- let's let's just go ahead and, and, and get to the... the uh, the new stuff at at uh, mymac.com website. Go first, first up is a review by Max Swisher of the Spec See Through Case. <laughs> oh, thanks, guy. Look what you've left me with. It's a black wallet for the iPad. Oh, good. Well, I know how much you love iPad accessories. <laughs> it's a, a review from uh, Russ Walkovich, and actually looks quite a neat pad um, case, actually. So. I might have to read that one because I haven't yet. <laughs> Next up is a review of Image uh, Image Exchange. It's a first look. Actually, I guess it's not a review. It's a first look by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. And uh, it's uh, I I think it's a yeah it's it's a program for the Mac, which is these days is is almost an oxymoron. <laughs> we Everything like is oxymoron. iOS. Yeah, we like oxymorons, um, yeah. especially morons. Um, <laughs> Two oxymorons, <laughs> the G-men. <laughs> Sorry. Don't start that again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. Um, the next on the website is the podcast uh, Tech Fan Number 20. Say no to in-app B, full stop, S, full stop. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> just, just say no. Uh, in-app purchases. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, I, I actually listened to that, and mm-hmm. and 
both both Tim and Tim and Dave were yeah. were very animate on their their they opinions were. of that. Yeah, and I mean we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, the next to the last one we have is a review. Speaking of which, fearless leader Tim Robertson of Alpine Crawler for the Mac. Now this is one of those games that have you know I guess it started off as an iOS game and now it's kind of popped over to the Mac App Store. So yeah, yeah. this is this is a Mac of, app. There's a lot of those happening. Yep. Uh, and finally, uh, this week is the pocket side po- pocket sized podcast number six, and they've got a quite a big uh, review on there of Navigon. Um, and I think actually I have listened to it, and I think Elisa's on there as well. So uh, yes, um, uh, yeah, her and John. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's um, w- when we say pocket size, it's it's still doing the normal my Mac trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going a little bit long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, po- pocket, well. Si- pocket size. And this is his, uh, what, sixth, sixth show? Was this number six? Yeah. Is that what it said? Uh, yes, yeah, number six. And it wasn't Elise, so I think it was Suze that was on there. Oh, oh, you know what? I, well, was it... No, now I can't remember, and I just listened I to think, it today. Yeah, I think I think it was Suze. I, re- I remember. I said Elisa because uh, she says Pacelli, and you say Pacelli, or it's not whatever. Suzy, it's Suze. You nitwit Brit. Oh, it's so nice to be able to do that without worrying. Uh, but again, more on that later. Now, uh, before we get started on the rest of our stuff, uh, Fearless Leader Tim had sent me a promo for a, a new podcast. And this, this really kind of sounds exciting. So uh, have a listen to this. From miles below the earth to the summits of the highest mountains across and below the oceans. In remote parts of our planet's rainforests. And into outer space. Explorers Podcast is here from 66south.com. And I imagine you could probably find that on iTunes as well. Now, I, I actually went to the guy's site, and yeah. and he's got some... Did, did you go and see some I've of the video he had on yeah, there? I had a quick look, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Could you imagine going that far down into the <laughs> earth? <laughs> I mean, and the water that they're in, that has got to be freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that could be an interesting uh, little podcast, actually, to listen to. So, Yeah. And speaking of explorers, our credit cards have recently gone on a little <laughs> bit of um, an exploration. Um, as I talked about last week, uh, I, I had purchased a, a Mac Pro to replace my, my 24-inch iMac, and... No sooner had we finished recording the podcast when I got an email saying that it's on the way. Yay! So, yeah. So I was, you know, I was following the, the the FedEx tracking thing, and it was weird because you know he sent it ground, and it went through some places in in um, Minnesota, I think, where the company's from, and then it was saying in transit to Chicago. And that's all it said for like a day and a half. It was like, well, come on, man. How far away is Chicago's not that far away. Come on, get a move on. Get going. And finally, out of the blue, it showed up on my doorstep uh, Thursday morning. Cool. Yeah. So I spent a good part of uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday trying to get this thing going. Uh, Not so much trying to get it going, but just trying to get it configured. I I had to pull all the information off of my iMac. I had to... Uh, transfer it over to the the two two terabyte drives that I put in this beast, and and this thing is a beast. Four 
drive bays. I how, can't tell you how, how much how I have missed having. Um, well, they had to kind of strap it to the top. <laughs> and even then, the tires were like, the whole thing was hanging low. They probably had to change the suspension on that FedEx truck after they got done. Um, but then, you know, there's there's a great store in this area called Micro Center. And right. it, it's a it's a chain of stores, but they only have like one in certain areas. It's not like like with Comp USA where you'd have like five or six in a certain city, or even Apple stores the same kind of thing. They just have one in like little areas, but okay. it's a great store. So I figured I'd go there and I'd get some more RAM for it, and I, I was going to get a PCI How USB much did it start card. Off with? I had four gigs. Right. Okay. So. I went down there and looked it up. They said, oh, okay, well, you need some DDR2-667. So I bought it, came back home. It's about a half hour, 45-minute drive. Didn't fit. So, ooh, ooh yeah. And, and it, this is like you know 120 bucks that I just laid out. So I, I took one of the, the riser, memory riser cards out of the Mac Pro and then took it with me. Yeah. And I went back to the store because I figured, okay, you know what? I'm not going through this again. I'm going to yeah. have, you know. I, I'm going to have the friggin' riser card with me to make sure it fits. So I get down there and I exchange the RAM that I just bought. And they tell me, okay, well, you can't take it out of the package unless you buy it. However, if you buy it and it doesn't fit, you can return it again. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Sure. Why not? Yeah, so I went ahead. For that. Yeah. So I exchanged the stuff that didn't fit, bought the, the new stuff, the DDR3 that they said would fit, tried to fit it in the riser and... No, no glory. That didn't work either. So then the guy's like, well, what? where can we find more information on this Mac Pro? <laughs> of course, I'm making fun of the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I said, well, if you go to this site called everymac.com, they'll have all the information that you, you kind of need there. So he goes to everymac.com and he, and he looks at the, the, the specs for uh, the, the particular Mac Pro that I have and what kind of memory it needs. And he's like, oh, we don't carry any of that. So I said, okay, well, how about a PCI card so I can, you know, get some more USB slots? And so I got a PCI card, came back home, tried to fit it in, didn't fit. Oh, you! <laughs> so I had to, go, so I had to go back again. And this time it's like, you know what? I've got three USB slots on the back. I've got two in the front, and damn it, that should be enough for any man. So I just re I just returned the card and said, "Okay, you know, I'm I'm done with you guys." Though I did buy a Viewsonic 24 uh, inch monitor because I, I you like just having. Wanted to spend money, didn't you? Well, I needed the second monitor. I really, I mean, if you see, if you could see how much stuff I have open on these two <laughs> monitors to do the podcast, uh, you would understand why I, I use two monitors with the <laughs> iMac, or actually one monitor plus the iMac, and now the two monitors with the Mac Pro. Whoa, whoa. Well, I'll tell you what, Thursday morning, we, we, it's, it, and this was a bit of a surprise for you because um, you didn't know. And I, I kind of had thought it through. and We'd spoken about me getting a, you know, or looking uh, poss the possibility of getting a MacBook Air. And, you know, yeah. I, dro I drooled over them. Yeah, and, me too. Um, I saw that David had, had got one, uh, although his his route of getting one, well, actually, you can listen to that on the uh, Tech Fan podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he says uh, but the way he, he got it. Shouldn't talk about it in, in too loudly in the UK, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, he's all right. He, 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 no <laughs> um, anyway, I, I decided that's it. I, I'm going to bite the bullet. And Thursday morning, I was um, ordering a MacBook Air off the refurb site over here in the UK. Uh, and, do you have it already? 
Well, I ordered it on Thursday morning. Yeah. And, and Friday morning it arrived. Oh, my God. One day? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm looking at the specs of this thing, and yeah, yeah, I've got, got to tell you. Now, you know, we use Pirate Pad to, you know, for our notes for the show, for, you know, Gaz and I do. And the nice thing about a Pirate Pad is it, it lets us throw in notes back and forth live without worrying about it too much. So he's put in all this information about this this MacBook Air that literally, I mean, I'm I'm like wiping drool off my chin, and and I just bought a Mac Pro, okay, but no, this MacBook Air is is making me drool. So after he put the specs in, I put in this little note, shiny. I'm very jealous, and I was. Uh, well, I've, I, I I mean, obviously, so that people know, it's 11 inch MacBook Air. It's got the 120 gig mm. gigabyte hard drive. It's the 1.6 gigahertz CPU. Well, now got, remind them that that's not just a 128 gigabyte hard drive that's an ssd hard drive it's a, yes it's a ssd hard drive yes and it's it's got four gig of ram as well and <sighs> it is fast it is supremely fast i must admit it just flies and i had i had chance to really give it a bit of a testing on sunday because right um my youngest daughter has, has joined a brass group um a brass band group um and this so brass- she's got brass ones then Yes, you okay. She's a cornet player. Right? <laughs> okay. Now, I was. I actually. I actually was a trumpet player in high school. I was the world's worst trumpet player, but I looked really, really good in the uniform. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, so so I mean, this 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 new band is about a forty minute drive away, and she was there for about three hours. So I thought, well, I will tell you what, I'll, I'll you know, I'm going to come drop you off, and I'm going to stay there, and I'm just going to play, Dad. Well, no, a lot of the parents do that because they come okay. from far away. You see. Right. But, you know, by the time I'd driven back and then driven back out to pick her up again, you know, I'd have wasted most of the day. So I thought, well, I'll just stay there. And I used, I took the MacBook Air with me. I took my MiFi. Uh, luckily, there was a good 3G signal. And um, I pretty much used it. So it, it got a good testing. I, I was running GarageBand on it because I was recording some of their... Um, some of their practice. So when I came back, you know, the, uh, my wife could hear some of the practice. And I was quite amazed, actually, at the microphone. I mean, I was sat some 20, 25, 30 yards away from the band. And right. it's, in, it's in this hall, and they're, you know, it's not, the acoustics weren't fantastic. But this mic has picked it, you know, has done a really good job of, of, of recording. I wouldn't use it for everyday stuff, and if you want to do some decent recording, but the mic on it, I was just quite amazed. So I oh, this is the built-in mic. The built-in mic. Yeah, I didn't use a, a specific mic. I used uh, the built-in mic on the air itself. Um, so I was really impressed with that. So I had GarageBand running. I obviously had lots of uh, Safari windows running with occasional um, flash um, sites up and running. Uh, I'd also got um, Echophone running. I'd got my mail going. And um, I, th- I would say the battery, because obviously I was only there for three hours or so, um, but I, I had it running for almost two hours afterwards as well when I got home. So it was it was a good five hours that it was running. And also at one point the MiFi um, was running out of uh, power, so I had to charge right. it. I had to charge the MiFi from uh, from the MacBook. The MacBook? Air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, so your, ha- your MacBook outlasted not only outlasted the MiFi, it <laughs> charged it up again. It started to charge it up again. Yeah, yeah. But obviously <laughs> yeah. that was eating into the life of the MacBook Air, of course. Right. Well. well, how much how much did you have left by the time you were all done? Well, I still, I say, when I got back, I didn't plug it in, and I got just about another, well, it was about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, um, and there was still a little bit left in there. So it could have probably, it was, it was, it was, 
I'd say it, I'd, you'd get, um, and I was giving it some jib. Um, and by that, I mean I was using it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, well, it, if you're, it, I mean, GarageBand is a battery sucker right there. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And as I say, there was websites that uh, with Flash content on them, which we, we know eats up uh, yeah. uh, resources. And, and you, got, you got over six hours. No, no, no. I would say it's close to five hours, Guy. I'd say it was close to five hours. Okay. Well, that's still, I mean, considering that, you know, I, I have owned various you know, Apple Macintosh laptops since uh, 97, 98. And I was usually delighted if I was over two hours on any of them, even even with brand new batteries. Well, I mean, I must admit, we've been getting used to the MacBook, um, you know, the the white MacBook. I mean, the battery on that has now been hammered. And, it, you know, two hours out of that, two and a half hours is is a good day on that. Uh, So this is just, you know, fantastic. So, Well, how how do the two compare? Oh, they don't. There's no point trying to compare them. There's just no comparison. This thing, I, it, you know, it, the, obviously the SSD makes a hell of a lot of difference. Sure. And the, it seems more powerful than any other Mac I've got in the house. Yeah, it's... Wow, it's, and, it, it's, and it's... It's 1.6. It's got, you know, I mean, we've got the Mac Mini downstairs, which is 2.4, 2. Uh, and it's got 8 gig of RAM. But I would say this is faster than that. By it, and it seems to be able to cope. It's, it's got to be the SSD drive that it's makes defi- the difference. Oh, definitely, there. definitely. Mm. Now you've got some other stuff on here. Uh, Mike Stan and a Rode Podcaster. Yeah, well, I've had. A, I mean, the, the mic that I've been using the last few weeks is a Rode Podcaster. Normally, I use a headset, but I've been I've been transitioning um, over to the part the Rode Podcaster, which I do. I kind of use for some of the other podcasts that we've got, especially when I'm doing my monologues, as it were. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, I decided the, the the one of the reasons I don't use it when I'm I'm chatting to people is because you know you're moving your head around a lot, and yeah. I've only got like a um, a desk stamp. So it was kind of sat down, and the desk stand wasn't that high, so it, it, it kind of just didn't feel right. And obviously, being a desk stand, it's in the way of the keyboard. So I went out and bought myself um, from uh, a local um, high. Well, it's not a hi-fi; they actually rent out equipment, and they sell um, equipment to for for shows and for people yeah. going out and doing you know bands, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I've got this. Um, uh, uh, this mic stand, uh, which is an ultimate stand, um, which I put the mic, the Rode Podcaster on. But then I, I thought, oh, sorry, I'll get one of these, um, the microphone cradles that you can get. Yeah. So I've actually bought the microphone cradle for the the the, pod, the Rode Podcaster as well. So it actually it almost looks really professional in here. I just, <laughs> you it's can't just have that. Of, it's just a pity I can't sound professional. That's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've been you know, it's toys all round, but now i've got to pay for it all well speaking of toys and you know we we don't usually talk about rumors um <laughs> but uh, apparently now now typically when apple is going to announce something part of the reason why we, we record this show on tuesdays is because usually if there's going to be an announcement, Apple's going to make it on a Tuesday. So we've got like the the latest and the freshest news. But apparently Apple has decided to once again possibly screw over the MyMac.com podcast by, you know, the rumor is that there's going to be new MacBook Pros on this coming Thursday, which would be the 24th instead of the usual Tuesday. Now, we actually got a hold of an Apple spokesman 
you know, because I was I was kind of upset about this, so I called them, and this is what he told me. He said, "Well, officially, we're saying it's because of the long weekend. Monday was a holiday here in the United States, yeah, yeah. but it's really because the G Men just hack us off with their irrelevant humor." That's brilliant. Now, why would Apple say that? I think I am I'm I was so offended. I hung up on the guy. You know, I think I think that's a bumper. The G Men they hack us off with their <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> humor. <laughs> And you know what? We need to take a break. So everyone, please stand by to, to stand, stand by. by. Go, Go ahead. On. Finish it off. No, 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 no. You do. It's, no, no. All right. Please, you, please. Oh. <laughs> we'll be right back. They got a lot of nice girls. Hey there everyone, this is David Cohn from the Tech Fan Podcast. I'm driving to work through East Manchester at the moment, and as I worked my way through the traffic, past all the drug dealers and their blacked out Range Rovers, past all the teenage hoodies by the side of the road, intimidating passers-by, past the idiots in their 15-year-old rusting cars, bobbing through the traffic like they're extras from the Italian job, I thought to myself, a good podcast will probably help take my mind off this. And TechFan is one of those podcasts. We're part of the MyMac.com family of podcasts, but we have a slightly broader scope. We're interested in talking about any sort of computing, video games, digital photography, audio equipment. Basically, if it's electronic and it's shiny and it floats our boat, then that's the sort of thing that myself and my co-host Tim Robson likes to talk about. So if you're stuck, like me, in the commute from hell going through an area that looks like a backdrop for the next Robocop movie, then perhaps you might want to give TechFan a try. Man jogging on a nudist beach. The G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hey, welcome back to the MyMac.com MyMac.com podcast. You think after. All these years of doing podcasts, I would actually in, will you? I would know in. the name of the site that I did the podcast for. <laughs> Put your teeth in, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have to go to the dentist on Thursday. Uh-oh. I am I'm not happy. Yeah, this is kind of a weird actually before we get started on this, this is kind of a weird week for me. Now my, my wife is flying down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, my old hometown tomorrow where her sister lives, and then as soon as she gets off the plane there they're driving up to Cape Canaveral because on Thursday it's supposed to be the, we swear to God, this is the absolute last launch of the space shuttle. So, <laughs> and I've, I've got a space shuttle Pretty story awesome to be there and watch it though. Yeah. Well, I, well, you know what? I, I actually had gone 
to see the very first one take off when I was just, right. when I was still living in Florida. And um, I was working I was working for this company and I, we were on late shifts and we got off about eleven thirty. So we drive the the four hours or however long it was from Fort Lauderdale to the Cape Canaveral area and we get there at like four thirty five o'clock in the morning and it's packed. There's people all over the place. And it was supposed to take off, as I recall, about seven thirty. Well, at six thirty, you know they're they're doing the pre countdown. And all of a sudden, the countdown stops. Oh, well, we've got this little issue. We're going to push it to 8.30. So it's like, okay. So then about quarter after 7, the countdown starts going again. And then at 8 o'clock, with like 30 minutes, I think it was like 30 minutes or less left on the countdown, they're like, oh, well, this other problem came up, and it's not going up today. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me i drove four hours to get here you know it's like yeah, yeah okay let's, all right. let's not worry about safety guys driven no, all this way that's right that's right <laughs> i was so mad i didn't even watch it take off the next day <laughs> yeah yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that'll that show you yeah i'll yeah. show you yeah you wait wait till the nielsen's come in buddy you you'll have one less you won't have guys Searle to kick around anymore like they care like yeah. they care cool. speaking of things that people seem to care a lot about um wow. Wow. What, yes. Hey, boy, what a segue that was. What a segue. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to talk about in this segment was this whole brouhaha over in-app purchases and subscriptions. Now, the way I understand it is that for all paid or free applications or, or in-app purchases, or not, I guess not for free apps, but Apple receives a 30% cut. Okay. I got no yep. problem with that. This is Apple Store, and they supply the bandwidth, the credit card purchases, and their 150 to 200 million subscribers. I also understand why they got mad at Sony for not offering a way for people that use their book app to also just buy it from the App Store safely and securely without going to a potentially dangerous you know, web portal and having to expose their credit cards or logins to you know whatever way Sony uses to process their payments. You know, Apple has built over the years this incredibly easy way for people to buy content and, you know, Sony be damned, they actually deserve to be compensated for it. Yeah, that, and, and that's fair enough. I do, you know, <laughs> you pay your money and you take your choice. Sure. Um, you, you know, you want to be on a particular app, uh, app um, or in-store Platform. app. And it is Apple's baby. Um, yeah. And all of that is fair enough and they entered it or should have entered it knowing those regulations and that's what was happening I'd, yeah okay yeah Fair so now however you know why are ongoing subscriptions to magazines and newspapers being treated like in-app purchases you know mm -hmm. i would think that that it's not really quite the same thing and that you know the only way out of this that i can see is apple may come up with some you know new way of of calling that that kind of transaction out you know so for any new customer to a subscription-based periodical magazine or newspaper apple should receive their 30 percent cut you know they built the store in the ecosystem and the publisher used that that i'm sorry that the publisher used to ensnare a new customer this is what happens when you try reading off of a web page and apple should be compensated for that once they have the customer any new revenue from continuing subscriptions in my mind should be 100% paid to the publisher 
unless the files that are being uploaded to your iOS device is coming from Apple servers, Apple's servers. Oh, in which, wow, that's, that's I know. Oh, that's in which case, I know. In which case, the publisher is using Apple as their hosting service, and Apple should be compensated. What do you think about that? I think that's a whole can of worms. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I think that is that. Oh, jeepers! Yeah, well, I mean, I, basically, I, I Apple's think... being is, is you know Apple's being paid by the publisher for any new iOS customers, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. But they've they've you know equally they've they've also got to give. I mean, because this argument is kind of coming two ways. You've got the Apple, you've got Apple saying that companies who allow or who have subscriptions outside of the iOS environment should also be giving those people the ability to be able to subscribe at the same rate, uh, at or below the same rate within the store. Well, I, for me, it, it kind of works the other way. Apple should make sure that people have access to be able to subscribe outside the store, which kind of goes contrary to one part of the sentence in or one part of that first statement that you made where, you know, Apple want people to be safe with where they're, you know, paying their money and how they're paying their money through certain websites. Ah, but, but see, the difference, the difference is, you know, Apple's being compensated for an iOS subscriber that is now subscribing to their periodical or magazine or newspaper or or what have you but once the subscriber is is getting you know time magazine or newsweek or the sun or you know whatever it is any re-established subscriptions if they want to subscribe for another four to six months or what have you um well, if the only trans- part of it the only part of it that that's being transacted by apple is i guess the credit card payment well, yeah. As, as long, long as the content isn't hosted by Apple, as long as that transaction is going through the the App Store or the iTunes Store, you know, if you're paying, if you're paying for that outside of that environment, Apple shouldn't see any of it, surely. Exactly. Why? Why, why should they? So, um, yeah, it, and, and I thought that's what they were saying that if it was paid outside of the environment, as long as the person has the option. To also rate, get it, yeah, to get it through the iOS then, app store. Then, as long as they've got the option, they don't have a problem with that, and I don't, ha- I don't see why that's an issue either. As long well, as the option is there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should I th- be. I think, I think this is a little bit of a storm in the teacup, in so much as I don't think people really understand how to work this into their business plans. I don't think people really. We, we've got to a point now where it's it's. They're trying to continue with the model that they've had previously, and it's not going to work on these devices. No, and the other thing is, I mean, let's let's remember as well that that, and unless I have this wrong, and, and you all are welcome to to contact me and tell me if I am wrong, but as far as like with Amazon, when they sold a book, Amazon got over seventy percent. Of yeah, the I sale think, price yeah, of that book, that. I heard. I heard that Amazon got quite quite a bit right. more and than this. The, exactly. So you know, and whether it was an ebook or a physical book, I think the relationship was pretty much the same. And again, you know, let but, let me know if I'm not wrong on that. About books here, are we? We're talking about periodicals, and, and you know, well, uh, yeah, but but the 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 overall 
uh, feeling or the scheme of this is somewhat similar in that, you know, we're talking about written content that either you are subscribing to that you want to see on a regular basis, or, you know, even if it was a, like an audio book, for example, you get, you can get segments of it, you know, ad nauseum in, until that particular story is done. You know, if you're a prolific writer, like, you know, Stephen King's, uh, uh, Dark Tower series or something mm-hmm. along those lines, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's it's not quite the same thing, but no, but it's no. still it's the same type of content. But but that kind of goes back to the problem that we've got in so much as I don't think publishers and even Apple, to be honest with you, have really worked out how subscriptions to magazines and periodicals is going to work through these sorts of devices and and i'm not i'm trying not to pin this down just to to apple ios devices i think it's any devices that are now coming on the market um i think apple have got it you know i think they've tried to pitch it where they feel it's fair and they are saying that they're not making any money through that 30%. It's paying for all of the processes that are involved. Well, and it's, it I don't know about even. that. Well, uh, let, that's what they're saying. If they are making money, then they will be found out. And they probably are making money, to be honest with you, Guy. Yeah, I mean, why but, else, you know, why else but, do but it? It's not, but it's, not, it's certainly not enough money for them to think of it as an income. No, no, and and I things there. So you know, if they deemed it to be an income, that thirty percent would be closer to the fifty, sixty, and seventy percent that obviously Amazon were taking for supplying the books through their store. Yeah. Now, if Apple wanted to be a a publisher themselves, that would throw like a whole other monkey wrench into it. I think um, uh, you know people have been saying for some time now, especially with with iTunes and how it's dominated music music sales that well why why doesn't apple just sign up all these artists themselves and i think a lot of that is that they don't want to go the sony route they they they're not interested in in there's a lot there's a lot more administration through that process yeah and, yeah. and I, I think i think apple just want to deliver the content rather than than going through the process of being the yeah let somebody uh, else they, make they, it they, and we'll they don't sell want it the logistics of that they don't want exactly. the logistics of that now, I, I gave this some thought, and, and this is what I had considered to be a fair arrangement. This is not the way it kind of works now. Uh, the publisher advertises their magazine or newspaper in the iOS app store. They offer a subscription for the price of X number of dollars. This subscription would be set for a reasonable amount of time to ensure that Apple makes a decent share, say for like one month for a weekly or daily and four months for a monthly. All content that is to be paid for after that time period for anything not hosted on Apple servers would go to the publisher. Now said publisher would also have to allow for the same content to be purchased through Apple store. If the subscriber wants it that way, you know, if they want it that way instead, and naturally if that's how the subscriber wants it, Apple gets their 30% cut. The publisher could offer like a 30% discount to go through their system instead of Apple's. So this way you're actually giving the customers a choice. You know, you can do it through the iOS system or the iOS app store where it's a simple push button, or you can go to the publisher's website or however they have their micropayment system set up and pay them through there instead. Yeah. Well, I, I think, and I don't know, I don't know, but there is a cost to logistics and sure. th- them the company 
who want to supply you the let, let's say they want to supply through their servers and their hosting process there is a cost to that and i can assure you they won't offer you a 30 percent discount because they yeah. want to make sure they break even and then obviously or make as much as they can or make as much as they can so you know they may offer you 10 or 15 percent well, I can assure you, I'm, I, well, I, I, no, I can't assure you. But for me, I think that is not enough for the majority of people when it comes down to the convenience of going through one store and it's just easy. Yeah, that, and that's, you don't that's, have to worry about your credit that's card. Why, that's why Amazon do so well, you know, Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, they have, it's, 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 it's the same thing. It, it's it's almost the same it's type there. of thing. Yep. Now... This this was the last bit of this that I wanted to talk about. Then we'll we'll get out of this and, and move on to something more fun. Now the the big elephant in the refrigerator, and I actually wrote that for this argument. He did. He did. I did. He did. He, did. he yeah. wrote elephant. He spelled it wrong, but he wrote elephant. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did I spell that wrong? No, you didn't. I'm just. Joking. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you spelled refrigerator wrong, though. Okay. Well, as long as I've got something spelled wrong. Now, Google is offering... I'm just, I'm just winding them up, folks. Because <laughs> everybody knows how hard that is. Uh, Google is now offering publishers what they call their one pass, which is only taking 10%, but more importantly for the publishers. And this is, I think, what really has them riled up. Now, they talk about cost, but I think this is this is the real thing that they're upset about, is that they're going Google is going to give them all of the subscriber data for purchases through their one app you know the, sorry their one pass system whereas Apple doesn't Apple yeah. un, unless the subscriber says it's okay to give the the publisher my information uh, they're know, not going to give it to them. And, and this is why I hate Google on everything else. People say, oh, Google this, Google that. I do Google for this. I do Google for my calendars. I do Google for my email. Do you know what? I get lots of very good advertising from Google on my email. And I'm thinking, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. and you know, as soon as you said they will give information, you know, and data, and, and Apple say no, hey, I'm an Apple side because if you've ever heard me on FMEO, one of the things that I wait, you might even say that say that all the way out. So that's for Mac eyes only, the podcast yeah. when I do news and views from across the pond, just a short segment. But very often, I'll come up or I'll see a an article which talks about data loss, and there's one thing that I'll I'll repeat until the day I die, and that is it's our data. And those people should look after it. But they don't. Correct. They, they sell it out to any... I mean, let's face it. Google doesn't give you a, a, an online office suite and email and calendars and all these other services that they provide out of the goodness of their heart. They expect something in return. That it, And what they expect in return is to know as much about you as they possibly can so that they can sell that information to well, other companies. Or even if they don't sell it, they use it so that they can target advertising and they'll tell the advertisers they're, they're targeting, you know, that ad at X number of people. However they do it, it at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's on a slippery slope. It, yeah. As soon as you half open that door, you're on a slippery slope. And that is one thing that I've never been very happy with with Google. But and, and this but is this is exactly this. I mean, this is this is 
what I th- really think that the publishers are upset about is that Apple yep. is not willing. You're probably correct to share the information that they have on their iOS subscribers or iTunes subscribers with all these other companies. Now, as I wrote in here, this is probably a subject that that's better suited for uh, for tech fan. But really, what it comes yeah. down to to is yeah. this: Google, for all their claims about not being evil, compile information about you what you do online, what you buy, and so forth, and sell it to whoever is willing to pay for it. This is how they make their money for all of the free services and why they practically give away the Android OS. They are collecting and farming for information, and if slightly cheaper phones or content for Android devices is something you're willing to trade information about yourself for, then have at it. Apple also collects information about you, but seems much more closed-mouthed about it. I mean, I think I've I've said it. I, I I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And you know, Tim and and David could probably speak a lot more clearly and probably succinctly than we can on on the subject. But yeah. I, it's one thing that I've often thought. You know, Google, out of the goodness of your heart, are giving all these things to us. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big fan. I've never have been, and I've said it. I've said it elsewhere that I'm not a big fan. Yes, I'll use uh, Google search occasionally, sure. but I, I have been moving away, to be honest with you, because I, it just feel it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. And I have ne- I, I've used the mail, and I just don't like it. And I've seen some of the advertising come in, and I think no, not for me, not for yep. me. Well, and as we know, as we know, Google. Devilishly clever. Yes, yes, they are <laughs> absolutely. <Some laughs> and, them, uh, you know, good and, stuff, good luck. And, and as, but as long as you're aware of that, right. as long as you're happy with that, and then or fine. not necessarily happy with it, well, but you, that it doesn't bother you. Yeah. Then don't worry about it. Use Google services, get Android phones, give them all that information. Because believe me, and and you know, let's be fair here. Apple is collecting all of this same information and as well and, and for, for got, their purposes. Absolutely. And, and if they got taken over and started selling on advertising, then, hey, my argument completely gets thrown out the window. Yep. And we're. I think uh, it's time to take a break. I think so. And so if everyone will please stand by to stand by, we will be right back. Dayton Black, sky ripped apart, rain freeze lit up my heart, cracks in the leaks, the floorboards could not, about to go down, I'd almost forgot. All I got to do is to, to love you. If you're a fan of Apple's iOS devices, such as the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and even the Apple TV, please listen to my new podcast called The Pocket Size Podcast. It's available on MyMac.com and, well, even iTunes if you search really, really hard. Anyway, it stars myself, Scott, and my co-host, Peter. And don't forget about me, your loyal and faithful Macintosh computer. You were going to mention me, weren't you? Uh, sure. Pocket Size Podcast is a MyMac.com podcast. Find it at MyMac.com. Thank you for listening. We won't forget you, the little people. You do know that if I could record and edit this entire podcast on my iPhone, I would do it, right? Ouch. That hurts. I'm going into sleep mode now. 
Hey, my Mac listeners, Sam Levin here with App Minute. If you want the latest and greatest of app news information about cool things regarding apps, that means anything application-related, software, hardware peripherals, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, Android, you name it, you got to listen to App Minute. Check out AppMinute.com, one of the many, many cool, cool shows of the MyMac family. All right, thanks a lot from Sam Levin of AppMinute.com. Just waiting for their chance at Angeli Jolie, the G-Men, on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back. Uh, we're still here, and I'm still awake. It's just yeah. incredible. And it, it's getting late, so we, no, we got to... It's not too bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Skype is Skype is whoa. not Skype being good. Is. Skype, knock it off. Damn your Skype. Touch. Yeah, okay, it's settled down. Now, guy. Yeah. You've you've sent me some some notes here about what you're going to try and do next year for MacWorld Expo. I mean, you you're just you're just too excited, man. I mean, <laughs> I know. you're already thinking about next year's MacWorld Expo. And I, I haven't Expo. even I haven't even been back what 3 weeks. <laughs> from from the one that was this year, and I'm okay. Well, this is what I'm going to do next year. Um, typically, like I've been going to the MacWorld Expo for the last four or five years, and and I take this big Pelican case with a laptop and microphones and and cameras and batteries and cables and you know blah 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 all this stuff, and I always end up having to pay you know excess baggage fees when I go home. <laughs> with all the stuff that I'm bringing back. So what I want to do next year... Lo- you buy a load of extra stuff while you're there. Well, is actually, you, no. It, it, it's not because I buy stuff. Uh, the last two years, Tim and I have been on the main stage, which means they give us stuff. We uh-huh. got this... Right. I've got this... You know, I'm not going to talk about it tonight, but but I think uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'll, I'll talk about this, this bag, the speaker's bag that I got cool. at the Macworld Expo when Tim cool. and I... Did the main stage thing, and it's beautiful. It's, it's like it's like this this big friggin' canvas we'll talk bag. About it in the next coming weeks. <laughs> oh, you mean instead of right now, like I'm doing? Okay. Well, next year, what I want to do is I just want to take just iOS devices and the things that work with them. No laptop, no video cameras, you know, no mm. extra wires, none of that. All devices mm. or programs must work with. Oh, excuse me. With an iPhone 3GS, or if if I have a new iPhone by then, the the 4G or 5G, and an iPad first generation. Now, what I, I want to bet you take along a laptop. No, I won't. I, it, I'm, uh, trust me. If I can, if I can do all the stuff that I'm thinking about without mm. a laptop, interesting. I'll leave it at home. Interesting. So. Let me let me tell you the things that I think I'm going to need. I'm okay. going to need a video editor. That can yep. also include audio not embedded with that video, so I need to be able to have, you know, off, yes. off uh, offline yeah. audio to be recorded. Now, I think that's a biggie. I think yep. that's a that's a biggie. That's going to be really difficult. That one. Yep. 
uh, has on-screen text that I can put on and that it can save to the photo album on you know the iPad or the iPhone or and or to online sites like like uh, Dropbox, YouTube, yeah. or Vimeo for yep. embedding into the MyMac.com uh, website, website later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I also will need an audio recording app with editing capabilities that can be saved on and off device. I think I think that's not such a difficult one. I think I've I've seen a few few of those about. Certainly for the iPad, whether there's yeah, but uh, but, quite but so think about the... think about how I'm recording this podcast. I've got multiple tracks. I've got yeah, overdubbed but... overdubbed audio. I've got commercials. I got all this stuff. So I need to be able to do those same things. Mm, crikey! So it needs to be multi-track. Okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I need an FTP program, file transfer program that I can move audio and video content to Dropbox or other, you know, off device sites. A WordPress app for adding written content to mymac.com with support for images. <laughs> Bluetooth or Wi Fi or both. File transfer program for going between my iPhone listen, and my listen, iPad. Listen, yeah. li- listen to this. Listen to this. Ready? Yeah. MacBook Air. <laughs> did, did your MacBook Air just speak to me? Get a MacBook Air. MacBook Air, guys. <laughs> Buy me. Your wife won't mind. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> okay, now this week what I want to talk about, I, I've been looking at some of this stuff, but, but this week what I want to talk about is video editing on the iPad and iPhone. Now my criteria for the program is ease of use, adding clips before or after current clips, moving yeah. video between the iPhone and the iPad, accessibility mm-hmm. of clips in the program, adding text, Transitions and some special effects would be nice, but not necessarily a deal breaker. Audio editing would be nice too. Upload, and I need to be able to upload either through FTP or YouTube or Vimeo. You're pushing the boat out, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am. Now, I can't use with what I currently have, which is an iPhone 3GS and, of course, the first gen iPad, since the second gen hasn't come out yet. Um, (laughs) But it could be soon. but it could be soon, it could, and they'll do it on a Thursday just to screw with us. Um, Apple's iMovie is out. It doesn't work on either the iPad or the 3GS iPhone unless I like seriously hack it. Right. So I'm look I'm looking at three right now. There's Real Director from okay. Nextvio. That's a dollar ninety nine. Splice from Path thirty six. Then there's no like HD version for the iPad. Uh, for a dollar ninety nine, is it universal that one or not? Uh, Splice, well, Splice is universal. It, it'll work on either device, but it it works in like iPhone mode in, oh, on right. the iPad. So it's, just, it's just screen doubled then. Right, right. Now, right, Real so. Director doesn't do that. Real Director actually has like an iPad version. Right. So that's that's a oh, right. So they've got two versions. They've not got a universal app, and the Splice is basically it'll work on the iPad, but it's just screen doubled. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And the last pixel, one... Pixel doubled, I think they call it. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. The last one is this program called First Video by Veracorder. Mm-hmm. And it's only... And now, they have one for the iPad, which is $30, which is... I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty pricey. 
for, well, for an okay, iOS let's, app. Let's put this in perspective. For a video editor, especially if it's a good one, $30 is pretty reasonable. However, looking yeah. at the prices of apps for the iPad, it's a little bit more expensive than you Yeah, well, I mean, look at it. Real Director is $1.99. Splice yeah. is $1.99. Yeah, but if they don't First cut video the for the yeah. iPad is thirty dollars. Yeah, but if they don't cut the mustard, uh, yeah, then it doesn't they, matter. Uh, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, and they have a version for the iPhone as well for about ten bucks. Not that not you're going to use it to to make sandwiches, of course. Well, only if I had like a real sharp knife and some some good quality peanut butter, but that's that's a whole other thing. Um, I've so, tried so, all so three of these programs. You you have tried them already, have you? Yes. Right. Uh, Real director. Has a great interface. Doesn't do everything that that I kind of need it to do. Um, it's got two audio tracks, right. but I can't duck the audio. I can't lower the volume of the audio that I put on, on it unless I do it to the whole track. Okay. Same thing with Splice. So, they, so although it's got, you said it's got multiple tracks, but it, it well, it, it has multiple audio tracks. It has multiple audio tracks, but because you can't do anything with them individually then they might other as well than be, turn up the volume up and they down might, they might as well be one track then might they yeah well i mean you can have like a a soft background music track while you're doing a voiceover and and that's fine but well you if, can use your, if you can either, use your you could use your iphone for that have that playing in the background <laughs> sure yeah just kind of hold it okay. up hi okay. hi mom yeah so okay they both do that single track video Mm-hmm. So you've got it's it's basically kind of like if you remember the way iMovie used to be where you had the big box with the video on it and you kind of scrub through it. Now, the other thing that neither one of these do is after you've made a change, you have to kind of render it to be able to see what exactly the change was. Right. So you can't really edit oh, on the fly. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Now Ouch. The, the 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 big one here is first video by Veracorder has got three video tracks, right. three audio tracks, the ability to bring the audio up or down in any segment. Same thing. It's got um, now as far as transitions goes, transitions go. You can basically fade in and fade out. That's all that first video will do. Whereas Real Director and Splice have some pretty decent. Uh, transition effects but just the fact that that i can duck my audio yeah that and also it does somewhat not exactly but somewhat live video preview but not with audio so you you can scrub through your video and see all of the the frames thirty dollars exactly exactly and its interface looks like somebody was on acid when they created it this this seems a bit odd to me presumably presumably the iphone which has the video camera where you can Mm -hmm. take videos with the iphone right obviously then that gets stored onto your iphone and presumably you can pick that up with the first video um and then edit it yeah can you also record with the first video or is it just just for importing video which you've taken because obviously the ipad can't currently take video so presumably you've got to put it on dropbox or you've got to put it on to um you know good reader or whatever it is get it well onto not your necessarily iPad. if you've got if you've got 
a, a Wi-Fi connection between your iPhone and your iPad. Right. And I don't want to. I don't want to go too much into it tonight. But there are programs out there that will allow you to transfer information either okay. through Bluetooth or Wi-Fi between various iOS devices. Okay. And that well, was one of the things that I was. Okay, looking It just for. seems a bit skewed that you know the iPhone's got the camera and it costs a third of the price. Whereas there's, you, you know, you've got the, you've got the extra work of getting the the video onto the iPad before you can then start using it. Uh, have, yeah. you, have you used it on the phone and the iPad, or just one what or the, the, other? the first the first video app? First video, uh, yeah, first video. I've used it on both devices, on both the the iPad so, and so, my so iPhone three GS. So is the interface on the iPad much much different to the the iPhone interface? I assume it is. Um, the interface, uh, how to put this. It it looks like somebody vomited all over the screen. The interface. That's it's not, that's not almost, a good image. That's not a good no. image. No, <laughs> it's almost impossible to figure out how this program works. I have been working with it now for about two weeks, and I'm just getting to the point where I've figured out how to do audio, and I've just figured out how to do fade ins and fade outs with video. Um, the other problem I've had is sometimes it crashes, and if it crashes, Ooh, it saves it saves what you've done. Well, that's good. And when you bring the program back up, it asks you if you want to start at that point again. Well, that's but if good. you do, it crashes again. Ah, uh, exactly. Uh, that's, that's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not so good. And like you know, it, this is the most expensive of these three programs. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm hoping that there's going to be some some further updates for it. I need to contact this company. You most definitely and, should. Yeah, and tell them to to kill their UI guy, whoever it was that came up with the UI for this. Kill him. Kill him now. Get get Dexter on the case. Yes, he must die because <laughs> it is the most confusing. And now you can see videos if I'm you a bit go to YouTube because it was my dad that did it. Oh well, I'm sorry, but he's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you you can go to YouTube and, and see them working with this program, and the guy's doing it so fast, and it makes it oh yeah, you just do this, and you do this, and you do this. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah see, okay, I th- I sure. Think buddy. People sometimes forget that you know um, that when you're dealing with something every day, you get ex- you get used to using it exactly, and and, and most people using these applications on these sorts of devices are going to be more hobbyists and they're also not going to be people that are going to be using it 100% of the time. You know, it's going to be dip in, dip out, dip in, exactly. dip out. In which case, you know, for people like that, I would highly recommend a real director right. from, from Nexvio. It's only $1.99 and it works you've, on either the really iPhone really, or the you, iPad. You've really got to slap on your gloves and, and get into first video, I assume. Yeah, but first video is more of, I mean, they, they sell services, you know, the, these offline services that you can connect up to through iOS devices. Right. Through right. their servers to send to, like, news stations and things like that. So, oh, you know, that's cool. that's they've, cool. they've got this whole ecosystem that they're building. Just, and, just shoot the UI guy. Yeah. Oh, please. But the program itself, when you think about what it is that you can do on something like an iPad or even an iPhone. Same thing. You've got three tracks of audio, three tracks of video, and that you're doing this on a small device that you're holding in your hand. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away. What sort of memory away. is it using? 
you know, presumably you've got to have either a 32 at least or a 64 gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, now, I usually, when we do these videos for MyMac.com, we've got like a little beginning section, a little trailer, you know, this is a MyMac.com video, and you're going to want to have something at the end, and you're going to have, you know, text here and there. In order to to use those same types of video that I used on the computer, I have to save it in a format that I can load onto the phone through iPhoto. Think about that for a second. I've got, I've got to take, yeah, I've got to take like the, the opening section, save it as like an MP4 or not an MP4, a, um, uh, what is it? Um, I'm losing my mind. Well, yeah, M4V. All right. Put that in a special folder. I created a special folder in iPhoto for just these types of videos. Save it in there. Sync that up to my iPad so that that video is available to me in any of these apps. And they are, you know, because any of these programs will import from your iPhoto library on your iOS device. And we're running long, so we, we kind of need to wrap this up. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, I'm so interested. Yeah, but coming up now, <laughs> if I can, if I can figure out, and right now video is 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 it uh, seriously, it's kicking my ass. <laughs> There's no other way I can put it. Trying to figure out a program, and the one I want to use is first video by Veracorder, but the interface is just killing me. And there'll be more. I'll talk about this more as as we go along. Uh, anyone who has suggestions for things like FTP programs, or you know, the easiest way to use WordPress on an iPad device, uh, file transfer programs, you know, audio programs, things along those lines, you know, you can give us a call, or not give us a call. You can <laughs> send us email to all the various uh, email addresses that we'll talk about in a little bit. But first. First, Gaz, we need to talk about our app recommendations. Yeah, and I was a bit lax this week. That's okay, because I've got a really, really weird one. Oh, well, let, let me go with this one that I've got first, then. Okay, um, go ahead. Uh, I think I actually got it on Bone uh, on a... Uh, well, it must have been on some promotion or something. I've, I've got a feeling, because I'm not sure I'd have paid £3.99, which probably means it's around, I don't know, four ninety nine, five ninety nine $5.99. But uh, it has got me a little bit addicted to it. It's the it's same type of, of gameplay all the way through. It's called The Rise of Atlantis. Um, and it's there is a light version, so you can try out the light version first if you want. Um, and this is The Rise of Atlantis HD. And it's basically a little puzzle game. Um, and you have to, you, you know, it sets up the scene and you've got to collect um artifacts let's put it that way and it's got a map basically of the mediterranean uh, and you go around the countries and obviously the the aim is to collect these particular artifacts now these artifacts are basically um, mixed up in various different symbols on a board and you have to match up these uh, symbols by moving two at a time to make a connection of three or above Um, and you can collect other things to assist you in the process along the way and it's just kind of got me caught so try the light version out and um, it's it's got some decent ratings on it and uh, I must admit it's a little bit addictive and I've, I've been playing through it however if I get to the end of the game 
and there's no more and there's no more updates. I, I might well be a little bit disappointed. But so far, um, I've been playing through it and I've been quite enjoying it because I've been dipping in and dipping out as well. It's one of those right. games which you can, you know, just go in and, you know, have a quick, um, session on uh, one particular level and then go back out again. So, um, take a look. Have a look at the, um, the light version and, and see what you think. I've been enjoying it. However, three ninety nine. That's not a bit much. Not yeah, I think it's probably a little bit high. But if you see it on on um, on promotion, it's probably you know it's certainly worth one ninety nine pounds. Um, uh, Three ninety nine might be a little bit steep, but uh, I'm I've been enjoying it. I must admit. So if I'm enjoying it, it's probably worth the money. <laughs> okay, going going from a serious game. Where Serious you have game. to, you have to, you know, <laughs> find the things that you need to to advance your character and be the hero of the Mediterranean. We're going to go to hamburger joints. <laughs> <laughs> I like hamburgers, and there's a particular yeah. hamburger restaurant or chain that is only out on the west coast of the United States. I've gone past their places, and either bad timing or circumstances has meant that I have never tasted. An in and out burger, and I've heard that they're just unbelievable. But I've never had one, so I was kind so of browsing so around. An, there's an application for them, is there? What to there make is, them at home? there is an application. No, yeah. it's to find the nearest one. The nearest one. The nearest right. one. Okay. So, so I'm I'm good to go. If if so I wake up in the middle of the night and decide that I just have to have gonna, a you're double gonna go, double, you're going to get in your car and you're going to drive around the corner because there must be one close. Um, well, no, not so no. much. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so what, a 20 minute drive? Uh, if I had the Starship Enterprise, it would probably be about 20 minutes. Uh, in this particular <laughs> case, um, I live on the East coast of the United States. The closest in and out burger to me is at 350 East University Parkway in Orem, Utah. <laughs> Which is one thousand eight hundred and thirty-five point <laughs> seven miles away. So what this app basically does, it gives you it gives you an overview, use, uses your location and lets really? you know where really? the closest in and out burger burger joint is. Um, if I go another four miles, I can find one at Center Centerville, Utah. And if I looked really hard, I could probably tell you the absolute farthest away in and out burger there is to me, but it breaks my heart because every time I see that. Can't try an in and out burger. I can't have a double double. I want a double double. Let's do this live. Have you got it yeah. up and running? Yes, I do. Okay. See where the nearest in and out um, burger bar is to Nashville. Oh, to Nashville. Now, I, I've not prepped you for this at all, have I? Yeah, um, actually, uh, g- let, let's take a slight break here, a slight pause, and okay. I will come back with the answer. Hold on, okay. everyone. Okay. Okay, and we're back. And unfortunately, the app uses whatever location that you're at and won't let you change it. So yeah, that's, a, that's a shame. That's it a shame. is. So Definitely. what I did, but no, 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 I, I got an answer for you. I went to Google Maps because okay. Google <coughs> is your... <coughs> friend <laughs> it's your friend as long as you don't tell him anything yeah yeah and i i punched in nashville tennessee and 
the address of what I think is the nearest In-N-Out Burger to you. Right. Okay. And so what, what it must be, you know, I'm really, you've got me intrigued myself now, so I'm really looking forward to having one when I come over. So how, okay. How well, as, if, as long as you have, as long as you can drive for one day and three hours straight, <laughs> you can go to the same one at 350 East University Parkway in Orem, uh, Utah. It's 1647 miles away. Poo. <laughs> you you better be pretty friggin' hungry. That's all I can tell you. Uh, right. Well, perhaps I won't try one then. No, no. Okay. So well, it was, um, it was good. Yeah, and of course we're over an hour again because oh. that's what we do. Gaz, save us from ourselves. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? They could contact me at gaz at mymac dot com or on twitter dot com forward slash gazmaz. And if you wanted to get hold of me. And well, tell what me, they do, guy. Well, they could send me an, a double double from In and Out Burger with cheese. Thank you. <laughs> you could you could uh, contact me at guy at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. <laughs> and of course, you can reach uh, all of us, including Fearless Leader Tim, at feedback at mymac.com. That's feedback. At mymac.com. And our, our oft, very, very lonely Skype number. Do you want me to do it? Oh, go please. On. I'll do it. Okay. 7073-436-9501. Now, Gaz, was that 703-436-9501? No. No. No, you got no? the number wrong. No, it's oh. 703-436-9501. Ah, uh, four three six nine five zero one. Okay, <laughs> it's seven zero four three. Seven, <laughs> seven, oh, don't not, confuse them. No, no. Oh, okay. okay. It, this show gets confusing enough sometimes with In and Out Burgers. Good God. Um, <laughs> and of course, if you have if you have the time, please go over to iTunes and leave a comment for the MyMac.com podcast. There, we've got uh, three or four that's just related to you know since you and I have been doing the show. Cool. And I keep saying I'm going to read those off on some show, but at over an hour again, this is not the show to do it. So, so I think uh, I think this is going to about wrap it up, Gaz. That's a wrap. Yep. So, thank you all so very very much for downloading the Mighty MyMac.com podcast, and uh, I think we'll see you next week. Good night, Gaz. Good night, guy. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at mymac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the mymac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from mymac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. And welcome to my Mac podcast number 337 with Guy. No, no, and... it's, it's 338. Oh, do you know it's got written? It's 337. I know. I forgot. Been... I forgot to change it. That's my fault. <laughs> you did just tell me as well. I, you just changed I know. It. Okay. Well, we, we've got to change in Pirate Pad, but we're not stopping. <laughs> we're moving on. Or do you, do you, really, you want to start again? No, I'd like to start again, please. Sir. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll save this for uh, yeah for the end of the show. So... <laughs>
So I screwed up, everyone. And, and no, you did tell me. You I did, did tell but me. you're looking at Pirate Pad, yeah, and I'm not which reading. is finally working. There you go. See, instead of listening, or instead of reading... Listen. Instead, of, instead of doing a podcast with do, me, do, what you should, you should is, be doing a podcast with someone with brains. No, no, no. What you can say is, uh, do as I say, hey. not do as I write. <laughs> the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping this now. Hold on. Okay. There was a young lady one fall who wore a newspaper dress to a ball. The dress caught fire and burned her entire front page, sporting section, and all.